podcast one production. About 20% of Australians will suffer from an allergy. And Australia leads the world in anaphylactic-related deaths, more than any other developed nation. For parents with children who are allergic to foods and those that haven't been able to outgrow their allergies, it's a constant fear that sits in the back of our minds. This series is designed to give you more information and understanding about allergies, diagnosis, management, prevention and cure. Two of Australia's leading paediatric allergists and researchers at the Murdoch Children's Research Institute in Victoria are Professor Katie Allen and Professor Mimi Tang. Katie's vision is to prevent food allergy in Australian children. She understands the food allergy burden is immense and ranges from the extreme consequences of anaphylaxis to the everyday restrictions placed on children, their families and the community. And for over a decade, Mimi and her team have been developing a new treatment for peanut allergy, which is able to produce a long-lasting tolerance. Over the series, we'll be exploring the different types of allergies, the truth about intolerances, the rise in food-related allergies, and the development of other diseases. In this first episode, we're going to break it down for you. Katie, why do you do what you do? Well, I'm a paediatrician trained in gastroenterology, and I noticed that there was an increasing problem of allergy, particularly food allergy. So I've spent the last 15 years of my life dedicated to trying to work out what is food allergy, why is it on the rise? And can we do something to turn it back, turn back that tide? Um, and what we discovered was Australia is unfortunately the food allergy capital of the world for this condition called IgE-mediated food allergy. So IgE-mediated food allergy is when uh, a child or a person eats a smaller amount of the food and very quickly has a rapid reaction that can result in anaphylaxis where their face swells up, they have swollen lips, they start to cough and wheeze and they have breathing problems. And so that's anaphylaxis, that's... That's a severe reaction, that's a food allergy reaction. And so this condition, IgE-mediated food allergy, uh, is, is definitely on the rise. We think we know why it's on the rise. We're now taking steps to understand whether we can turn back the tide. So it's a really exciting period of time for both patients, um, for the community, but also for medical research, because this condition wasn't around 50 years ago, and it is now here in spades, and uh, we have some of the most exciting research that's happening here and in Australia, and we are really really leading the way with regards to recommendations both at the public health level to help our patients or help the community and for clinical guidelines to help our patients. And so Mimi, you're an allergist. Yes, so I train specifically in immunology and allergy. Um, that's the discipline that looks after children with allergy problems. And I guess I came into this interested more in the immunology behind allergy problems. Why is it that the immune system has gone wrong and generated a reaction to something that's harmless? I wanted to understand what regulated allergy and tolerance. And then in those people that have allergies, I was particularly fascinated by how I could switch it off. So Right now, there are no cures for any of the allergy problems. And this has been um, frustrating for me as a clinician looking after patients with allergy, you know, someone with food allergy, all I can offer to them right now is 
avoid your allergen and carry your EpiPen. That's kind of sad, I feel. Uh, Similarly with asthma and eczema, we can only say, well, control the flares when they come and we'll try and keep the flares away. There are no cures. So I've been focused for the last... um, 15, 20 years of my career researching to understand what is it about the immune system that led it down the wrong path, what are the things we could do to steer it back on the right path to induce tolerance in a setting of allergy, and in particular, how can we find a cure for food allergy? So what happens to our bodies when we have an allergic reaction? So allergy, in my mind, um, is when the immune system has wrongly recognise a harmless substance as dangerous. And um, the immune system generates these cells which instruct the body to make allergy antibodies, IgE antibodies. And these IgE antibodies can run around and sit on the surface of allergy cells called mast cells. And when you are exposed to your allergen again, the allergen will bind the IgE antibodies on the mast cell and trigger off an explosion of the mast cell, releasing these factors which cause the symptoms that Katie just described, the swelling of the face, the hives on the body, difficulty breathing and dropping your blood pressure, making you um, very sick. What foods are the worst? Well, we know that uh, the big eight foods account for more than 90% of IgE-mediated food allergies. So that is cow's milk, soy, egg, wheat, tree nut, peanuts, and uh, fish and shellfish. So the simple way to think about it is nuts and seafood, and then cow soy, egg and wheat. Why are nuts the worst? Well, we know that um, nuts are both the uh, most like or least likely to be outgrown, the nut allergies, although uh, we're starting to see an increase in cow's milk anaphylaxis fatality. And seafood. So seafood at the moment in Australia is the most common cause of a fatal reaction to foods. In the past, it was nuts, um, peanut and tree nuts. And as Katie said, we have this intriguing situation in Australia where over the last five years, a large number of deaths have been due to cow's milk. What is it in the foods that we're allergic to? So um, in foods, there's lots of different components. There's protein, carbohydrate, fat, water, fibre, and essentially we're allergic to the proteins only. So you're allergic to the protein. It's what sticks to the antibody in the body, and that's what activates the mast cells that make them explode like grenades. Yeah, typically to a protein within a food. And we're going to get into a lot of this in detail, but why are the big eight the big problem? We don't actually know. Look, we do um, know that they're the foods that are commonly eaten, but then so are carrots and pumpkins in the first year of life. So we don't really know which foods. There's a theory that they're the sticky foods. They stick to the um, IgE antibodies more readily or the sub-protein components do. Um, But we don't actually really know at all. And and it is interesting why some foods are more persistent or food allergies are more persistent than others. We don't actually really know that either. Um, But there's um, super families of antigens called profilin, super families and all sorts of funny names, but we don't really know. Yeah, I like what Katie just said, though. Um, There are certain types of molecules that seem to be more likely to cause allergy. And whilst we don't know why, I mean, there's a whole lot of theories, and I could suggest some that are in my head. Um, One is that they're more resistant to being broken down by either acid or heat, and that makes them more likely to be allergenic um, because they are able to pass through across into the gut for the immune system to recognise them. And that sort of 
fits a little bit with what we know of peanut antigens, at least. We know that roasting it at high temperature can change the structure of it, making it more resistant to digestion and so on. And uh, that particular molecule does stick more tightly to the uh, allergy antibodies, as Katie referred to just then, and seems to be more able to um, induce a reaction at lower doses, more allergenic, so to speak. Is there a reason why some kids develop it and not others? We don't un- understand why some children get food allergies and others do not. It's likely to be a combination of their genetic inheritance factors and the environment that they're exposed to in early life. We do know that the environment someone's exposed to in early life has a very strong um, influence on the education of the immune system, the programming of the immune system to respond healthily to various antigens in the environment. And if the early life environment is not optimal, you may be more likely to generate an allergy reaction instead of a tolerance reaction to the antigen. Hopefully that's what we'll get out of this um, series of podcasts is just to give a balanced perspective on how to manage or how to approach allergy problems in general. If you want to find out more, Katie and Mimi have created a free smartphone app called Allergy Pal, which has lots of life-saving features that can help keep your kids safe and make your life that little bit easier. Pick it up from your favourite app store. Allergies was presented by Professor Katie Allen and Professor Mimi Tang and was produced by me, Matt Dwyer, with audio production by Darcy Thompson. Join us in our next episode as we explain what anaphylaxis is and how we diagnose it. For more apps, go to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app and listen for free.